0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mindfully Rich Podcast, your weekly look at life and finances with a twist where we talk about improving your overall relationship with money and building better financial habits. In each episode, I'll discuss real life situations and give y'all practical advice. The point of this podcast is to help you stay in your financial lane and enhance your overall money behaviors so you won't end up broke. I'm the creator and host, Richie. Now, let's jump into today's conversation. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Mindfully Rich Podcast. Y'all don't know, every single week, y'all are doing numbers numbers listenership is going up so much and I have no one to thank for that but y'all thank you so much to all of y'all all of my dedicated listeners all my brand new listeners and of course all my day ones okay one day I'm gonna come up with some names you know I don't have no name yet because we ain't got that big yet okay we big in my head all right but I don't have a name for the listeners yet but it's coming It's coming. But I just want to say thank you to each and every one of y'all for listening, all of the shares that y'all have been doing, and even the reviews. This weekend, I took some time out to look at the reviews, and I was in tears because I'm like, for you to take time out of your day and show the love, show the support for the podcast, and then actually list out what's helping you. That was just amazing to me. So thank y'all so much for all of the people who have took time out to write reviews. Just know, I truly appreciate you. I love that you're listening. I'm glad that you found the content that I've created to be beneficial and valuable to your own financial life. Y'all don't even know how that makes me feel. So keep writing in reviews, okay? Keep them coming, really appreciate y'all. And so, we're gonna go ahead and move on to today's episode. And this week, I'm focusing on the psychological reasons why we spend money, all right? And that's due to our ego. Now, I want to preface it and let y'all know I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, although I still got a lot of life to live. I just might, okay? You don't even know we live a lot of lives in our lifetime. I don't know if y'all know that. I've been in the financial industry 15 years. So psychologists may be in my future, but I don't want any of y'all talking about throughout this episode. She's not a psychologist. How you know? Because I research, okay? And I've been in the financial industry for quite a while. So I'm using my experience, my knowledge, the education that I've received along with the research to talk about this topic because y'all, I love stuff like this. This is the reason why I think I should become a psychologist. But Anyways, back to the episode. (laughs) I'm talking about the psychological reasons why we spend money. And one of those reasons is our ego. Okay. And so I read something that said, as humans, we're desperate to receive love and approval. And that's true. Look at your everyday life. Look at the things that you do, the cause and effects. Okay. And then also, for some people in their mind, they feel in order to receive that love and approval that they're seeking, that they need to buy things to gain that acceptance, right? And y'all may be thinking about this as I'm talking and like, that makes sense. Because as I was doing my research, I was like, that's so true. All right. And also I read that unconsciously, We will deny parts of ourselves just to basically impress others because we're trying to gain that acceptance, that love from other people, right? We don't have to do that monetarily, right? We don't have to, in order for us to gain love or gain acceptance, spend money. That's not a thing. We don't have to do that. But our egos, the way they're made up, I don't know what your ego is telling you, but today in my examples, I'm gonna share some personal experiences of how my ego has had me out here in these streets, okay, spending all the money, all right? And for those of y'all that don't know what your ego is, it's basically your identity. It's that unconscious identity that you see yourself as. And how you get this identity, it starts from a young age. I believe it said it starts at seven. That was interesting to me because I'm like, how do they you know it's seven? All right, what if it was eight? Okay, but it's saying seven. So at the age of seven, basically on to whatever age it is that you are now, you develop traits. And those traits you have built as to what's acceptable and the things that it is that you want from all of the messaging that you've received and you've internalized in yourself since the age of seven. That was crazy to me, right? Okay, and so one of my favorite spiritual awakening guides, Eckhart Tolle. I believe he's just an expert in the spiritual awakening field. Okay, and how I was introduced to Eckhart Tolle was from Oprah, my mentor in my head. Okay, yes, I do a lot of listening to Oprah. All right, and I believe they were reviewing Eckhart's book, "A New Earth." I believe that that's the name of it, and so that's how I became aware of who he is. But He states that the ego, if left unchecked, is a monologue that will prevent us from focusing on the present moment. And instead, we're always wondering what's next. And how that pertains to money is you won't be satisfied with what you have. So you're always concentrating on what you will buy next or what you will buy to feed your ego so your ego feels good. But see, that's the thing. Our ego is never full. And so we're going to go ahead and jump into today's Mindful Money Moment. And for all my day wonders, you know that I used to take a music title as the inspiration for the topic. And so today's music title inspiration comes from my girl Beyonce, the song Ego, of course, because we're talking about the ego. And so today I'm gonna give y'all five ways that you can control your spending ego, especially since I just disclosed, our ego is how we see ourselves; It's our self identity that we're doing unconsciously all the time. So it's gonna be there. We just have to figure out how are we gonna exert some type of discipline with our egos so we don't go broke, all right? So, number one, you gotta stop reacting, okay? Your ego is always gonna tell you, you gotta have this, you gotta do that, you need to go get this, that, the other, all right? And so, because we know that it's gonna be doing that, we have to figure out how are we gonna stop reacting to that, for those of y'all who are like me, I suffer from ego problems. I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. You know, hello, my name is Richie and I have ego problems. Okay. We just, we finna do our AA meetings for egos today. Okay. (laughs) And so because I know that I suffer with ego issues in my life, it's hard for me to live in the now especially after I reached a certain point in life. Now there's a point in life where you're climbing, right? So if you've ever grown up where you didn't have a lot of money in life. So once you reach a certain point, you're like, I need to get something else. I need more. I need more. And I truly believe that that's something that deals with our ego. And so what the ego does, it has you react. If you feel like you need something, you will go out, you will go buy it, you'll go spend on it no matter what because the ego is triggering you inside to go do whatever it is it's telling you to do and that's when you have to stop. You have to live in the now and stop reacting and understanding whatever that reaction is right now is being caused by by the ego. So you have to stop, which goes into the next reason is you have to unpack your ego's expectations. We all have expectations that we've given ourselves because remember your ego is the unconscious beliefs that you're living by. Your expectations of what it is you should, listen closely, what you should have, what you should be doing. So you have to unpack that And unpacking looks like examining what is that expectation that you set in your head. And we've all done this. What that looks like is, if you've ever told yourself, when I get this car, I'm going to be happy. When I get this house, when I get this amount of money, when I live in this particular neighborhood, or if I get this, then what? That's the expectation. The expectation is if I receive this certain thing, then all is going to be good. I'm going to be happy or whatever it is that you set in your head. But for those of us who've done that before, we know that we're never happy. We always want something more because you continue with life. I've had this happen so many times in my life. I just talked about as you're climbing through life, right? As I've climbed through life, I've told myself a bunch of if then statements, right? And I'm still here wanting more, right? Because we do that and there's nothing wrong. And this is the thing. I don't want to confuse this with us striving for excellence in our life. I'm looking at the toxicity that happens around our ego that can lead us to spend money that we don't have Because we're trying to meet some unrealistic expectation in our head. There's nothing wrong with having a goal, saving for that goal, trying to reach that goal. I understand that. I'm talking about when it gets to a point of you are trying to say, I told myself I'm going to live in this particular neighborhood by the age of, say, 35, 40. And now you can't really afford to live in said neighborhood. So now you're making yourself do it because your ego has told you to do so. All right. Y'all may be looking like I wouldn't do something like that, but I've done it. I have done it. I've told y'all a number of times on the podcast how when I first went through my divorce, I wanted to keep my kids in a certain standard of living. I moved to a neighborhood that I could not afford. Okay. Just so that I can keep up that standard, that unrealistic standard that was in my head. And I was robbing Peter to pay Paul just because I had tried to live up to an unrealistic expectation in my head that my ego created just because I hadn't unpacked it yet. Okay? So we're going to go ahead and move on to number three. And that is embodying your needs and your wants, but not the appearance of how that particular need or want will manifest in your life. And so I'm gonna give you an example for this one. When I first moved here to Sacramento, I needed a place to stay. I needed housing for me and my kids, right? And so it was this particular apartment home that I wanted to live in. It was beautiful. It fulfilled everything that my ego told me that we needed, right? It had the look, the feel. I mean, it was great, but guess what? I couldn't afford it right? But my ego was like, no, we gonna rub pennies together to make dollars, girl. You gotta stay here. All right? It was way too expensive for what I could afford. And I ended up not getting it, right? Something happened. I know it was the Lord, but something happened that I didn't get approved for this particular apartment home. And I was like, what they talking about? Okay? Because all my stuff together. And at the time, I mean, I'm good now. Let me stop saying at the time. All of my stuff checks out. So it was really interesting when I didn't get it, right? And so I know now that had I lived there and I just talked about how I was robbing Peter to pay Paul in the place that I ended up going to, the place I ended up living in was way better for me. It was way better for my kids. School district, everything just added up way better. Now, although that one was expensive, it was way less expensive than the one that I was trying to get. So the moral of the story is you can visualize all day what it is that you need or what you want. But the thing is you can't control how it manifests in your life. And that's what my ego was trying to do. It was trying to control what type of place that I moved into off of the unrealistic expectations that I had set in my head, okay? Instead of me just letting what I need manifest in my life, the way that it was going to present itself, me living where I needed to live, which ended up happening anyway. And I'm also going to tell you that happened to me in two ways because I was trying to move to Houston. Okay. I was literally trying to move to Houston. No job, didn't know what I was going to do. And I was trying to push it. I was pushing it. And I ended up staying, I hate to say this, (laughs) Not that I hate to say this, but it's equal out great, okay? Something is keeping me here in Sacramento. That's the only thing that I can say to that. Something is keeping me here. But my ego, y'all, was trying to take me other places, okay? My ego was going to have me out here tripping. All right, so number four, practice mindfulness of your future goals. All of our goals, for the most part, they revolve around some type of money. And let me tell you this, whenever you got a goal, think of the last thing that you had a goal to save for or something that you wanted to do. I'm going to go ahead and use retirement as an example, because that's something that most everybody wants to do at a certain point in their life, right? I'm not even going to say when they get older, because I know people talking about they retiring at 40, okay? So retirement is something that a lot of us would like to do. And so in order to retire, you got to save up money. Whether you're saving, you're putting money up in the savings that you've saved to invest it, whatever it is that you're doing, you got to have some money in order to retire. Okay? That's a future goal. Your goal can be an educational goal for yourself or for your kids if you have them or your dependents. <coughs> oh, excuse me, y'all. <coughs> you have a breathe in wrong. <coughs> Promise is not Rona. I just breathed in wrong. Okay, you can have a goal to start a business, right? Businesses cost money. Go on vacation, any of those things. When you practice mindfulness around the goals that you have, it will stop your ego. It will, because you have set that goal and that goal is more important than whatever your ego is trying to tell you of how you should appear right now. Because you like, nope, this goal means a lot to me. I gotta do X, Y, Z, whatever that goal is that you're trying to do. So practice mindfulness about whatever those future goals that you have, especially those goals that are dealing with some type of monetary value, okay? And number five, my favorite way to control your ego is to work on your gratitude, okay? And this is something that I have been working really hard on lately, lately more than any other time, which is crazy because I'm normally pretty good, right? I've, I've done a, all right, let me, let me take a step back. Okay. I have ego issues. I've identified that I have ego issues, but I thought that I had done a lot of good unpacking with myself. And what I realized is that the more gratitude that I show, the easier it is for me to deal with my ego. Okay. You have to find whatever contentment it is, whatever it is that you're grateful for. And when you find that it seems to shut your ego up. Okay. If you can say, you know what? Think about it like this. I was about to make an example, but I got another thought. Okay. Think about it like this. All of the things that we have in life, we were all at a point where we were like, I can't wait till I get this. And we don't want to, when we get this, Now, disregard what this is because we're trying to go for the next thing. Okay. I remember when I first got my 2016 Impala, right? I was so geeked. Okay. I love this car. Y'all don't know. I have loved Impalas for a long time. And so when I got this vehicle, I was super excited. Okay. Super geeked out here in these streets. I love my car. Right. And so my little sister will tell you, (laughs) this is funny. Anytime I go on vacation and I rent a car, I now want that vehicle, okay? (laughs) I now want that vehicle. When I just went home to Chicago and when I went to Atlanta, I rented the same vehicle. It was a BMW i228W or something like that. See, I'm not well-versed in the foreign cars or the BMWs and stuff, but it was a nice BMW, okay? And so I told my little sister, I want this. That's just like when I went to... Was it Houston? No, it was Chicago. When I went to Chicago back in November, I got a Challenger. And I was like, I'm going home. I'm getting this Challenger. And I had totally forgot about my 2016 Impala that I absolutely loved. And I couldn't wait till I got. So I had to calm my spirit. No matter how much I want a Tesla out here in these streets. So Tesla, if you decide you want to send me one, that's cool because... I can't get it right now. Okay. I'm trying to tame and control my ego. (laughs) So I have to practice gratitude. So that way I can get myself back in check and remember the hard work that I did to get the things that I already have. Okay. So practicing gratitude, working on that y'all, because it's not easy, but the more you work on it, the better you'll get. All right, y'all. That was a lot of information. This is a long episode, okay? So y'all make sure you're feeding your ego with healthy thoughts, the things that I talked about today that you can control your ego with just in case you're triggered. Re-listen to this episode as many times as you need to, and I'm hoping that y'all found the info to be beneficial, and hopefully it's helpful to you so that way you can control your own ego. So, Your money decisions will be on point. Okay. And so a few church announcements. Thank you all so much for listening. If you're not following me already, I'm on IG, that is the social media platform of choice for me right now. I'm at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming platform that you're listening on. Write the review, share the episodes. There is a way that you can share the episodes with other people. You just click that little share. So, like if you listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, um, any of those other ones, okay? iHeart Media. I don't know what it's called. iHeartRadio? It I, I think it's iHeartRadio. Okay, I used to work there. I should know this. Okay, so any of the ones that you're listening to, if you could share the episodes with others, that would be great. Continue doing that. Write the reviews. I already talked about that. And if you want to send Mindfully Rich Podcast a love offering, the Cash App is listed in the description, I believe. And so just in case y'all need it, it's dollar sign Richie85. And if you would like to be a sponsor of the Mindful Money Moment segment. Go ahead and email me mindfullyrich at gmail.com. And if you would like to advertise with me, do some branding with me, you can also email me mindfullyrich at gmail.com. All right, I promise y'all I'm finished because I don't even like long episodes like that no more. Okay, so I want y'all to live life mindfully, intentionally, and on purpose. And until next time, when I hit y'all with another one.